Uh, my name is Lisa Parnell. I'm from the Tri-Valley Church of Christ in Livermore. I'm excited to be here. I am an alum of Pepperdine. I uh, was a student here from 99 to 2003. This is where I met my husband. So uh, I have very fond memories of being here at Pepperdine. It's always good to be back. And I am very thankful that you guys are joining me here this morning. And I'm excited to share with you this topic of prayer trails. Um, raise your hand if you have any idea what a prayer trail is. Okay, some of you, some of you not at all, but I am going to explain in just a few minutes. But before we get started, um, I want you to turn to one of the people next to you, and I want you to share what one of your most memorable prayer experiences has been. So just take a few minutes, talk to the people around you, and share a memorable prayer experience and what made it one of your favorites. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing with the person next to you. Now, if anyone is willing, I would love to hear what are some of your most memorable, some of your favorite prayer experiences, and what were some of the factors that made it your favorite? Is anyone willing to share out loud? Yeah. Um, so one memorable one for me when I was going through treatment for cancer was when I was like surrounded by the church and everyone just laid hands and prayed and just, I could feel the spirit and it was like so powerful. That's awesome. So she said for people on, who are listening online and people in the back of the classroom, so when people laid their hands over her and prayed over her, that was really powerful. Yeah. Well, in that same scenario, being the person praying and feeling like helpless and not being able to do anything, but then feeling that relief when you get to pray for somebody like that. It's its something you can do. It's something you can do to help. Yes. So the recipient of the prayer and then the people praying over her, that's also a powerful experience to be able to join with so many people and feel like you are coming before God and that that's something you can do to help when otherwise you have nothing that you personally can do to help. Okay, anyone else who would like to share? So not one that I shared, but you just reminded me. Um, and it's, it's something small, but you lose something and say, God, you know where this is. Like keys, glasses, or whatever. And immediately the Spirit tells you where it is. Oh. But you've already looked now. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't there the first time, but it's there the second time. Yes, I have definitely prayed those prayers. God, help me find this lost thing. Yes, for sure. Anyone else? obvious in this room is being outside being in nature and not having a barrier yes i love that i love being out in nature were you gonna say jacob someone shared with me a really powerful prayer experience during an emergency situation and just some strangers that came over and said i want to pray for you and how meaningful that was and how sensing the the, the peace that passes understanding from god's spirit yes well even when perfect strangers come and join you in emergency and pray over you those are all powerful things, and God works in really powerful ways. And I think prayer is one of the cool things that it can take place in so many circumstances, in so many situations. For me, some of my most powerful prayer experiences have been outside, like you were saying, in nature. I have great memories from summer camp, both as a student and as a volunteer. 
um, in communal worship experiences, just really powerfully feeling the presence of God, but also in one-on-one -on -one prayer experiences. One of my most powerful moments of, for the very first time, experiencing that peace that passes understanding happening at church camp, praying with one of the youth ministers there. And then uh, just those solo times I get with God, I feel like there's something about camp or there's something about being outside in nature. You get rid of a lot of the distractions and it can help you just be more attentive to the presence of God. We know on some level that God is always there and God is always with us, but we're not always very attentive to it. And I think being in nature has always helped me uh, be more attentive and feel God's presence more. When Jacob and I first started at Tri-Valley Church um, about 11 years ago now, almost 12 years ago, we were part of a camp planning team. There was a collaboration of local youth ministers in the Bay Area, and we all went to this camp called Daybreak. And throughout the year, all of these area youth ministers would meet and plan what the camp was going to be for the teenagers that year, the, the middle school camp and the high school camp. And one year, as we were planning, we were uh, focusing on a theme that we called Liberated. And the whole idea was to break down the, the false ideas of what Christianity is. And I think for a lot of teenagers, Christianity is just a lot of rules to follow, but it doesn't really sound appealing because it's just, you take away all the fun stuff, God doesn't want you to do any of the fun stuff. It's just following a bunch of rules, and who really wants to do that? But that's not what Christianity is about. That's not what being a disciple is about. There's this personal relationship with God, a God who loves you and a God who created you, a God who knows you and wants to be in a relationship with you. But how do we communicate that in a way that's meaningful and makes sense to teenagers? And how do we take advantage of what the camp environment has to offer to help get this message across? So as we were planning this camp and talking about ways to really break down some of these barriers, to be liberated from these faulty understandings, to really connect students to the personal God and not just this ethereal idea of God, this idea of prayer trails came to be. We thought, well, we're already at camp. Camp already contains a whole bunch of trails through the woods, through meadows, these beautiful places. So what we ended up doing is we set up a series of signs that the students would walk through and read. And the idea is that these signs contained the words of God to you. So as you were reading them, God is speaking to you. And I remember hearing as a kid, prayer is how we talk to God and scripture is how God talks back to us. And maybe when you're younger, that, that simplification is helpful. I think that's missing a lot of what prayer has to offer. God speaks to us in so many different ways, and prayer is meant to be an interaction, but I think so often we train ourselves to be very one-sided in prayer. That that is our time to talk to God, and God is either this divine vending machine or you know this great ear in the sky that just listens to all of our thoughts, and then when we're done speaking, we close the channel and we move on with our day. We don't often give ourselves this opportunity to listen to God speak back to us in our prayer times. And we really wanted to utilize prayer trails as a way of opening up that idea and giving space for God to speak back. And so we did, we utilized a lot of words of scripture. Some uh, we took verbatim, sometimes we would modify the words so they'd be more first person, the words of God. We would take just general truths of scripture and we'd create this interaction. So as the students went along, they would read words where God was speaking to them. They would see scriptures, but they were scriptures that were now personalized 
to them. And then there would be moments where there would be uh, questions that God would ask them so that they could interact and it would become an actual conversation with God. And they walked through and we ended up uh, creating four different trails that stayed up the entire week. Each trail focused on a different theme and then different cabins would do different trails each day. So each student got to go through all four trails during the week and we would separate them, release them one student at a time so they could walk through and have this private moment with God. And it ended up being a really awesome experience, both for the students and for the cabin leaders and the staff that was there. I mean, obviously, it's beautiful surroundings, but it's just a kind of a new and a different experience. And I think there are lots of aspects of it that really helped connect with people. One, like we said, is being in nature. You take away the distractions. You have the fingerprints of God all around you in creation, and that helps. Um, but I think also there's something about uh, walking, about having a movement. I think when we just sit and pray, there are times when our minds can wander. It can be very easy to be distracted. But if you are doing something, if you are moving, it keeps your mind focused. And then having the, the signs to read constantly draws you in and keeps your attention. But I think also... I have noticed in my own relationships, my own friendships, there's something special about walking together. I think if you meet someone and you're just having a conversation across a table, that's always a, a great time to spend with people. But sometimes if you're not super familiar with the person, if you just sit down and have a coffee date and you're just having to stare at them face to face, it's a little intimidating. And you have moments where you can talk easily and then you have moments where there's this kind of awkward silence and you're not sure what to do and do I still look at them in the eye but it's weird and it's awkward. And I think prayer can feel like that sometimes too. Especially if you're newer to it. If you are a student, if you're just a newer Christian, there can be this intimidation factor about praying to God and I have to know the right words and what do I do with these awkward silences and how long does it need to be and when is it okay to end all these things. But if you're just walking alongside someone, the, the silence can be companionable. And if there's not that awkwardness of having to stare at them and you can kind of open up a little bit more. We've noticed in youth ministry and just experiences when you're just doing something alongside someone, they're more open to share things. And I think the same can be true with God. If you're just walking and having a more relaxed conversation with God, it can really enhance the prayer experience. And I think for all those different reasons, these trails ended up being really powerful experiences for the students at camp. So then I decided, this is a really cool ministry. I would love to use this in different contexts. Well, our church hosts an area-wide girls' conference every year. We've done that for the past 11 years, the West Coast Girls' Conference. And we have churches from all over the West Coast, across California, up into Oregon, come to our church once a year for this weekend conference. And over the years, being one of the directors, I've incorporated prayer trails into our weekend experiences. And they have really connected with the girls as well. And there are years that we choose not to do them and try to do other creative ways to connect with the students. And every time we don't do one, people ask for it and say, oh, that was my favorite. I really miss it. And it's funny because we don't have the same beautiful scenery around our church building. Um, we have sometimes to go through the side of a building or to go through a parking lot and just around this grassy space where you can see our playground. This is the actual prayer trail in our church. We just put chairs in the parking lot to make it to this 
grassy area that's a little more pleasant, but it doesn't matter. The, the scenery doesn't matter as much as the experience of getting this one-on-one -on -one time with God. That's very intentional, and the students have always really connected with it, which has been awesome. And it's been very versatile, too, that there are years that we focus more on a topic, and so we can draw scriptures from all uh, through the Bible that really connect with that topic and put them in the voice of God speaking to the, the student. And there are times when we've just focused on extended scriptures and just gone through verse by verse of this scripture, but made it a little more interactive, a little more personal. And both things have worked out really well. Um, so I'll get to that in just a second. When COVID hit, we had to be even more creative. How do we connect with students in our ministries or adults in our ministries when we can't meet in person? Especially something like a prayer trail. I mean, yes, it's outside, which is very useful, but how are you going to draw people? People aren't going to travel all across the state anymore to come gather and do this. So we, we thought, how can we make this virtually? So we last year we had our complete our first girls conference completely online. We just recorded our sessions for people to watch on their own instead of trying to zoom it in. But we created a virtual prayer trail and we ended up finding um, some video of someone walking through a nature trail. You get the nature sounds, you get the, the nature scenery, and then we just put our words on top of that as they walk through. And so even sitting down, you kind of get this experience of being in nature and having this conversation with God. And I wasn't sure how that would work out, but it ended up working really well. And one of the added benefits that I had not foreseen is that when something is online, you can reach a much broader audience. So before we had reached, you know, the teen girls and the adult volunteers that had come to our conference or the people that had come to summer camp. Well, now people are able to share it all across the country. So one of my really good friends at church, she sent it to her mom, who lives in Illinois. And her mom really enjoyed this virtual prayer trail. And she said, you know what? I am part of this Bible study at my work. She works at um, a community college in Illinois. And she has a group of staff that they meet together once a week and they do a Bible study. So she showed the video to the Bible study on campus. And they really enjoyed it and they said, you know what, I think it'd be really awesome if we could put this in person and make a physical prayer trail for the students here at the community college to go through. And now it's not a Christian community college, but there are opportunities for people who are interested, it's completely voluntary, to go through this prayer trail. So she emails me, and my friend's mom emails me and says, is it okay, do I have your permission to use your words and to put this up on campus? Do I need to like credit you? I was like, no, this is, these aren't really my words. They're meant to be the words of God, and they're open to everybody. And then I, I sent her links to some other prayer trails I did that said maybe other topics would be more appropriate for your context. You, you can change whatever you want and make it relevant to your students. And I don't, I haven't heard how it went, but I think that's so cool that now there's people in Illinois that are getting to experience this. And I've had other friends who said, you know, I want to share this with a family member who I think would be really impacted by hearing these words. They're going through a really tough time. Or I want to share it with someone I know who's not a believer 
and show them that there is a God who cares about them personally and individually. And there are all these just different ways that these prayer trails are being used that I had not foreseen. Um, and I think God, like I said, God works in powerful ways. He takes the little we have to offer and he can multiply it and use it for his glory. So I have found these to be just very versatile, very powerful. Um, I've created some for family camps that our church has done. Um, Daybreak Camp has now installed a permanent one for any visiting group that comes, Christian or non-Christian who wants to use the facility that just goes on the prayer trail. And then there are stations that we've incorporated into that. So they can walk along, but then they can stop and have an extended time of meditation. There are benches along the way so they can stop and have that time. There are times where you can put an activity in there if you want to. Um, to work with the theme. So I think it's been very flexible. So the, the two reasons I wanted to share this whole topic of prayer trails with you today, one is to encourage you to use them yourself, that maybe you've already experienced them. Maybe your church already does this version of them. But if not, I think it could be a really powerful thing to do. And again, it's not like I've created this whole idea. I'm sure it exists other places. But I have discovered that it's been really versatile, very powerful for different ages, um, for different contexts. Like I said, you can focus on a different topic or you can just do an extended scripture. And it's a, simple to do. I have put my email on here if you would like more information or I'm happy to send you. I've probably got 10 or 12 different versions of prayer trails that we've used over the years. I'm happy to send to you or just give you tips on how to create your own. For those who are listening online, my email is lparnell, P-A-R-N-E-L-L, at trivalleychurch.org. Um, and you're welcome to email me at any time. The second reason I wanted to talk about prayer trails this morning um, is just to give you the experience yourself. I think we get so busy often that we don't always take the time to relax and to connect and to listen to God. And even this week, with class after class after class and stairs after stairs after stairs, you know, you have to constantly be moving to different places. I wanted to give you guys a minute this morning just to relax and to have your own conversation with God. So I'm going to pray, I'm going to play for you the virtual prayer trail that we created this past year um, for our girls' conference, the second virtual prayer trail we got to do. So even though we got to meet in person this year for the West Coast Girls' Conference, we realized having a virtual version of the prayer trail in addition to the physical version was very helpful for older people who were not capable of walking through it or just in case there was rain or for whatever reason. And now it's, again, something we can put online that can be shared with others who weren't there in person. The focus of our girls' conference this past year was immeasurably more. And it was based on Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 to 21. And I'm going to read that for you now to give you the context of the prayer trail. And I want you guys just to kind of, you can close your eyes if you want, soak in these words of scripture, and then we'll experience this prayer time. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long 
and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now just speaking for myself, there were definitely times this past year when I felt overwhelmed and overstretched. We just had our fifth baby this year, which was a complete surprise. She's awesome. She's in the back. Total blessing, but total surprise. Um, and there were times when I just felt like, you know, I only had so much that I had to offer the people in my life. I had a limited amount that I could pour into the cups of all my kids and my spouse and my friends and my church. And there were times, most days, when I felt like what I could pour was empty, that my cup would run out, that there just wasn't enough, that I wasn't enough. And then I read these words of scripture, this prayer, where we can be filled with the fullness of God. And it really spoke to me, and I felt like I needed that. So that's my prayer for you guys this morning as well, that you can be filled with the fullness of God, no matter what is going on in your life and in your context, however many ways you are stretched and whatever is causing any emptiness in your life, God can fill it. And I pray that this prayer time is a blessing for you. For those who are listening online, you can have access to the prayer trail as well through our church website. It's trivalleychurch.org slash WCGC for West Coast Girls Conference. So trivalleychurch.org slash WCGC. And there's a link to the same prayer trail that I'm going to play now. to get some of your feedback or if you have used prayer trails or seen prayer trails in different contexts I would love to hear some of that too um, and like I said here's my contact information you're welcome to contact me if you have any questions or want to, to use it in one of your own contexts I also want to say I've set up a physical prayer trail on campus too uh, a little bit shorter than this one it starts right outside of Elkins and or those plaza classrooms it goes up to that um the fountain that circular fountain that's in the middle down the ramp and then there's the arbor you know right outside the doors here so you can kind of walk through and have your own prayer trail experience again sometime during the afternoon it'll be up for the, uh, this afternoon but not tomorrow i don't think um so yeah if anyone is willing to share any feedback or any thoughts any questions they have about using prayer trails i'm happy to hear them uh, if not, you're welcome to go at any time. Yeah. I, I was wondering if uh, you ever encourage people to do it like with another person. So rather than being just by themselves, if they go experience prayer trail in combo with someone else, or that is it less effective that way? That's a great question. The question was, do I ever encourage people to do it with a partner or in a group rather than just by themselves? There are times when we have done it uh, in groups at our family camp that our church does, we set up a prayer trail to be done as family groups. 
And so it's something that you can do with kids and adults and kind of group them together. You can do it as a small group. I think with partners would be good too. It kind of depends on your context. And like I said, it can be very flexible. I think when we worked with teenagers, we, we strayed away from doing that just so they don't distract each other. Um, but in other contexts, I think it could be very powerful to do in partners or in family groups or other small groups. Yes? Um, I don't know that I have a place to set up a prayer trail, so I was thinking you could always just take, you know, like note cards and write down some scriptures and even do some music, you know, and you yes. stop at a certain point and just get that out. And I was thinking even if I didn't want to know what those scriptures were, of time I could ask someone else you know like can you write down some scriptures on loneliness or hope or whatever and then maybe even put them in envelopes and as you go I love that that's a fantastic idea yeah well, it's a you, idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for those listening online, an idea of creating like a portable prayer trail written down on index cards that you can put in an envelope. You can pass it out to different people at an event, or if you want it for yourself, you can bring it, carry it with you, ask a friend to even write some of the words down or some of their favorite scriptures down on a specific topic, put it in an envelope, and then you can uh, read it yourself at your own pace, even play some music in the background. I think that's an awesome idea. I love that. Yes. Forgive me if you've shared this already, but um, where do you get the source for what goes on the uh, the cards or the? Oh, and, yeah. And is there a certain kind of sequence or pattern in which you want to communicate certain things? That is a great question. Where what is the source for the content? Um, for me, it has usually been in connection to an event. So if we do it with church camp, whatever the theme of that church camp is, will be the fodder for the prayer trail. Or for our girls' conference, same thing, whatever the theme for the girls' conference is that year. And so there are times when it's been more topical. Um, we've gone through the idea of taming the tongue or the idea of trust, friendships, relationships, and then pulled scriptures that fit with that theme, there have been other times when we're going through a book of the Bible or just a passage of scripture like this Ephesians one. We've gone through the book of Esther, we've gone through the book of Daniel, and then just pulled scriptures just from that book. And it helps if, if there have been more sessions, then I try to tie in some of the ideas that we've talked about in our sessions into the prayer trail so it's kind of one of the later things that we do that kind of ties it all together and helps people connect it personally. Um, I, I always like to make sure I, I start with a greeting and some kind of conversational starting point. I like to have a question early on that's pretty generic, just like you would if you were having a conversation with a friend. And so, you know, what, what's been your favorite part of today? Or, you know, what, what are your favorite things to do? And then kind of use that as to segue into different topics. But yes, they are usually meant to be read in a specific order, but that order can be very flexible. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you had in there questions. So again, you talk about how you're incorporating scripture, then kind of what's the percentage of questions asked versus scriptures read? That, I don't have like a specific percentage, but I would say I probably do like, 25% maybe questions 
and then the rest responses to the questions or ideas leading up to the next question. So, yeah, about that, 25 to 30. Yeah. And, and she created a like a little booklet or journal that like tied with it. So I don't know. Have you ever done it? It was really good. It was like an interactive journal to go along with that interactive walk, and then they could kind of keep that with them to track their walk. Like the idea was it like keep it in their car, kind of. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. There. Our other prayer trails for those listening online who have incorporated some sort of booklet that helps track with the prayer trail um, so that it's something you can take with you when you leave. We have used uh, booklets from our events usually more as a reflection afterwards, not as something they keep and uh, write down while they're doing the experience. But at the end, we'll have some reflection questions for them to go through. What did you hear God speaking to you? What stood out to you the most what do you think God wants you to do next based on you know your interaction with him and that has been really powerful I think having that time of reflection afterwards but I, I like the idea of having something that kind of uh, has more a more complete record of your experience through it I think that's a great idea to have some sort of booklet to companion with the experience Yes, a couple of the years at the girls' conference, after they went through the prayer trail, they were to write a letter to themselves based on what they heard God speaking to them. So the same kind of reflection questions. You have time to reflect, then you write a letter to yourself we held on to it and mailed it to them six months later so that then they would be reminded of those messages of God and can kind of relive it. Yes? Um, have, have you discovered, um, maybe this is too technical, but how often the space the cards, because at least for me, the virtual one was too, too much text, too- Too quick? Too, too quick, yeah. So I'm just wondering if you're walking, if you've discovered a, a rhythm of, of how to space things. Of course, you can stop. Right. But, but if one was to walk, is, is there, I don't know, if you've just discovered any tips or secrets for spacing things that's worked for people? Um, I personally prefer a little more space between things so that you can kind of sit with it but you don't want it to be so far apart you can't see what the next sign is. I think that's the biggest key, is being able to visually track where the space is gonna go. Um, and the, we've, some of the pictures showed we had arrows sometimes if we needed to kind of labyrinth around into different ways, then an arrow can be useful as you're reading the text to know where the next one is. And also when you're, like you're saying, if if you're walking in in person, you can choose your own pace. You can walk more slowly. We always give instructions to the person behind. If, don't catch up to the person in front of you. We try to space them about a minute apart, but if the person in front of you is slower and wants to take more time with each one, then you slow yourself down and pace yourself behind the person so you're not passing them. But some people prefer to kind of do it a little more briskly. It's just more personality. It was hard with the video to try to, to find the right match 
we did have it slower at the beginning and a few people that watched it said it just felt really draggy it felt like <laughs> so you know the virtual one you, you just kind of have to play with and then you know if you are in control of it you can pause if you need to but yeah physically I think as long as you can see the next sign you can space it as far apart as you like and then just kind of pace your own walking yes So we would um, gather, when we were at camp, we did it by cabin groups. So it wasn't like all 100 students at one time, we'd say this one or two cabins start at the beginning and then other people would do a different activity and then they'd kind of switch. And the same with the girls' conference, we'd split, half would do a different activity, half would do the prayer trail. But yes, we'd have everyone start uh, or just gather in the, at the starting point, but we would release them one at a time about... 30 seconds to a minute apart. So sometimes we just let them stand there and talk while they were waiting. Sometimes we gave them a, something in the booklet to do while they're waiting. And then at the end, we had a gathering space where they would, as they finished, have some place to sit and then do their own reflection in their booklet. So the, the reflection time served two purposes. One, it helps you... Uh, cement those memories and and the words of God to you but it also is a, a good gathering for the people who finish first while they're waiting for the rest of their group to come along it gives them something to do but that's a very good question any other thoughts questions well thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it I encourage you to get to do the, the physical one and hopefully you were blessed by your time here. Enjoy your day. Yeah.